Michael Smith. Yes, the sir. The bye week is upon us. You know what that means? It means I'm leaving. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Before we get to the good things in episode number 25 of the Canes cast. 25? Bye. It, it really surprises me every time we, we get to do one more. Surprises me I'm still here to be able to do <laughs> one more. But here we are. Lots of things to do. First off, we're going to hear from two Carolina Hurricanes alumni from the alumni game. One is assistant coach Rod Brindamore. The other one being Brian Bickle. Lots of good things to hear from those guys and great to catch up with them. And, yes, it's alumni game talk. We're not going to be talking Canes hockey with Rod Brindamore. But before we move on, we're at the bye. Things a few weeks ago were looking up for the Hurricanes, and I think right now the bye might have come at the perfect time for this team, Michael, because the last two losses, just a absolute gut punch loss to the Washington Capitals. And then before the team made the bye official, an afternoon loss to Calgary where – the word has been said by the coaching staff, by the players, they were just flat. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, for whatever reason, um, Sunday's effort, and we're recording this uh, shortly after Sunday's game. Uh, you'll you'll probably hear it Monday or because somebody is going to be in Miami by the time this is released. And like then... I said, I'm leaving. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so so what you saw on Sunday was just a, a flat, uh, really emotionless effort, and the reasons for that I think are are probably multifold. Uh, neither of which, uh, none of which, I, I should say, are are really satisfying because there's there's really no excuse for it uh, at the end of the day. But you look at how that Washington game ended, how the Hurricanes had the three two lead heading into the final, you know, few minutes of the game. Uh, they give up the game tying goal, and then obviously the Capitals win it in the last couple of seconds there. Um, and then maybe the the impending break factored into Sunday's effort. Maybe uh, you know mentally the Hurricanes just weren't all there. I think physically the team wasn't all there. I know uh, Elias Lindholm, Joakim Nordstrom didn't play Friday because of because of illness. Uh, got back in the lineup Sunday, but I think there were some lingering effects, not only with them, but but maybe just traveling around the locker room. So all in all, a, a disappointing way to head into the bye week for the Hurricanes, who who otherwise were, you know, going up to Washington on, on Thursday night and beating that team three to one. You felt uh, like maybe the Hurricanes were, were getting back on track a bit. Um, but these last two games, certainly not how this team wanted to go into the bye week. And now they they have to sit uh, with that uneasy feeling until they get back into Detroit on Saturday night. You know, I, I don't necessarily mind that this team has to sit for the next four and a half days before they visit Little Caesars Arena for the first time this year because we'll see if this weighs on them. And I, I'm going to be anxious to see the performance that this team has coming out of it. They should be angry. They should be bitter. They should be salty. And, you know, we keep talking about February and how it's all set up. And the Hurricanes right now have 22 home games left which is the most in the NHL tied with the Nashville Predators for the rest of the season. Well, before we get to February, you've got to play in Detroit. Then Vegas, who, by the way, no fluke, this Vegas team is for real. They can travel now, and they've won some games on the road. Then at Pittsburgh, at Montreal. And the at Pittsburgh game is the one that jumps off the page to me because the Penguins are going to want to show, you know, show notice that they're not going anywhere. They're the two-time defending Stanley Cup champion. So this is going to be a big big test for the Canes when they come out of this and 
let's address the elephant in the room that we really haven't, Sebastian Ajo status, which we're not going to know yeah. probably until the Detroit game. And even then, we're probably not going to know his status. But this could be anything from an upper body to a lower body. There was a knee-to-knee hit yeah. uh, on that play. With Mark Giordano, there was a shoulder to the head. And I'm going to be diplomatic on this. I don't think there was intent to headhunt. I think it's just the way that the hit happened. But the way he finished the hit, he finishes up. He catches Sebastian Ajo on the jaw. And it's not a good look for Giordano. He gets the match penalty for it. But, you know, you're without your best scorer right now. So what are the Canes going to do heading into their next game in Detroit? Hopefully this is nothing serious for Sebastian Ajo and Again, we're recording this Sunday night after the game. That's the only information I was given. That's what you were given about right. Sebastian Ajo. We hope they will know more before the Detroit game when the bye week is up. Yeah, uh, really right now we, we don't know a whole lot except for what we saw on the ice, which I, I agree with what you said. I don't think the intent was there, and, and head coach Bill Peters said as much as well. He, it, he kept the shoulder in going into the hit, but as you said, finished high, obviously came up on Ajo, who, who did have his head down and was dragging the puck through the middle of the ice. But that's the type of hit, the head-to-head hit, the knee-on-knee hit, that the league needs to get rid of. Like, it's just... And I'll, I'll be interested to see if, if Mark Giordano hears from the Department of Player Safety. Oh, I, have I think to he believe, will. I think he will. Yeah, I don't I know what comes of it, but he's going to have because to. Because he did get the match penalty for the, for the hit to the head. Um, it's a dangerous hit, whether there was intent there or not. It's not a good hit. I, I have to believe he's going to be sitting out a few games when Calgary comes off their bye week because they're heading on to the bye week as well. Um, it, just, just a bad hit. Uh, concerned for Ajo, both both with his head and with the knee, because you saw the replay, you saw the contact with the, the head, you saw the contact with the knee. Um, he, I don't think he was putting weight on it when he was helped no, off he was the not. ice, he was and not. he was very slow uh, to get off the ice. But but head coach Bill Peters didn't have anything further to pass along to us after the game. So so we're relaying everything, um, really everything you know we know at this point. We don't know anything else beyond uh, what we've been told, and I don't imagine we'll get much more. No, we won't get anything, I think, until Friday when they practice in right. Detroit. Because there are no team activities until then. There's going to be no practices, no chance to catch up with the coach. Uh, he's He'll be off doing his own thing during the bye week. The players sort of scatter about. Uh, their only time during the season other than the all-star break which is much shorter now because of the bye week so the only time for them to to really get away and uh, uh, clear their minds and and heal up their bodies so they're going to be doing just that during this week and and we probably won't know anything else until uh friday or, or saturday at the earliest well, we know that you're going to be healing your mind and your body as well on a cruise so very much so good luck to you on that all right let's let's do one thing though michael and, and take the serious note and wrap up the first 45 games of the season before this team comes back for the bye and just do kind of a not a state of the Canes but where do you feel they are because a week ago I felt really really good about this team like I think they're a playoff team there's no doubt things are falling into place now teams are going to and this is where I, I want to tell people don't hit the panic button but when the Canes come back to play in five days there's going to be a gap between them and a few teams for the final wild card spot because right now, as we're recording this, the Rangers are getting ready to play Pittsburgh. So guess what? Somebody's going to get points in that game and move more than a point in front of the Carolina Hurricanes because Pittsburgh and the Rangers each have 49 points right now, and they are the teams that are 
fourth and fifth or the last or the the wild card spots now. Right. So I don't want to panic people, but the Canes are going to put themselves coming out of the bye in the, the chaser position again, and it's not where you want to be. Where they had a chance with these games against the Caps, and, and you know that's just a heartbreaker. And then this afternoon against the Flames to keep themselves in position and have teams have to win to leapfrog them. Now they're going to be in that chase position when they come back. And we're going to be, what, taking a look at the schedule. It'll be game 46. So there's only 40, you know, not even 36 games remaining. And that goes by real fast. I was told there would be no mouth. I just did it on the fly. It's probably wrong. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's exactly what you said. And I think you asked me on the podcast either last week or maybe the week before whether the Hurricanes would be in playoff position uh, by the time we recorded this podcast. I said yes. Uh, it turns out they're not going to be. They they are in last in the Metropolitan. Metro, excuse me, I can't talk today. Oh, you're, you're already on the bike. division. You're already on the bike. Just say Metro. <laughs> the Metro division. Um, they're in last in Metro. The the Metro. Metro. Division. Just say Metro. I swear, I have not had one drink today. Nobody calls them the New York Metropolitans. No. And by the way, why haven't you? Because we have been done with this game for a while. <laughs> so, but like we talked about uh, last week. Last in the Metro is kind of deceiving because you're still only one point out of a wild card spot. Yes. That's how compact these standings are. Now, as you said, there's going to be some separation made during this week that the Hurricanes are off, and you might see some teams in the Atlantic that are below that that top three line uh, start to gain a little bit on the Hurricanes. But, uh, you know, that's, that, that's just how the bye week works. So the Hurricanes would have liked to be in better position, obviously, heading into this bye week. But I still don't think – they're that far out of it. I mean, clearly they're not that far out of it. As we are recording it right now, they stand just a point out of a wild card spot. So All right. plenty of time to make up ground, uh, and they're going to have to come out strong after the bye week. All right, the Rangers play Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, and Buffalo before the Canes play again. So the Rangers have a chance to make up points. Then you've got the Pittsburgh Penguins who, looking at their schedule, the Penguins play the Rangers. Then they're going out west. They play at Anaheim and at the Kings. So not exactly – gimmies for the Pittsburgh Penguins for all of the parties that are concerned right now and do we want to care do we care what the Islanders in Philadelphia are doing they're all they're all the playing that's well. all, that's and all they're all playing each other too yeah. I mean it, so somebody's getting points that's why right I'm doing that hey take a deep breath you're going to see this but it was bound to happen but the Canes put themselves like I say when they come back from the bye you can't have any of that that sluggishness at Detroit then you got to come back and play Vegas the next day here. Yeah, that's a tough back-to-back coming off five days off. That's a real tough back-to-back. And then you got to go to Pittsburgh. Then you're going on the road to Pittsburgh. And then Montreal, which is, I don't care how bad Montreal is, the Canes do like playing there. That's a hard place to go and get a win. And the Habs have got to figure out what they're going to do. Are they going to buy? Are they going to sell? What's going to happen with that team? So that's why we set this all up. And that's where we are. So it's there's no hit the panic button, hit it, oh, no, no, calm. Yeah. But – the Canes have some questions that need to be answered through this bye week, which we won't get the answer till probably until faceoff yeah, against Detroit. I think just some rough edges that need to be smoothed out, and I think can be smoothed out in the final, uh, as you said, 36 games yeah, of the season. I think you're right, and we, we did the math, so yeah. we're set. All right, Michael, let's move on to some happier things here. The Canes alumni game happened again, the seventh annual alumni game, and it's a lot of fun. You really? know, the, the final Real score fun. doesn't matter. Nope. But 13-9, to red team captained by Rod Brindamore that had the BBC line of Bates Battaglia, Rod Brindamore, and Eric Cole reunited, and it felt so good. Yes. 
It's like points, and whose line is it anyway? They just don't matter. The final score doesn't matter in the alumni game. It's it's all about the experience for the people who pay to participate. That money, of course, going to the Kids and Community Foundation. Um, and then for the fans, it's a chance for them to see the players that you know they love so much back on the ice again. Some guys still got the wheels, still oh, yeah. have the hands. I, Roddy still moves. Like You see him in practice, and you see him skate the extras yep. after the morning skate or, or after practice. And you see that he can still move, and then you put him in a game setting. Now, granted, it's not a true game setting. It is the alumni game. Pace slows down a bit. But you see him out there, and you're like, man, he still he could still move. He could still move. He still could. Tim Gleason still has yeah. a shot that evidently, as Rod Brindamore told me, he didn't have it. You're going to find that out in a second. Where yeah. was it during his playing days? But yeah. he still calls Rod Brindamore Mr. Brindamore, which was outstanding. And as a matter of fact, speaking of Rod Brindamore, we caught up with him after the alumni game. We're here with uh, Hurricanes alumnus. Uh, he has his number retired in the rafters. Number 17, Rod Brindamore, who just fresh off the seventh annual alumni game. Rod, how did it feel out there? Well, it, uh, it always feels pretty good. It's amazing, though. Your mind is perfect. Like Everything you see it, and it just takes a little longer to make things happen, and that's what happens when you get a little older. But I enjoyed being around the guys. I said that with Mike earlier. It's just kind of fun to you know line up. I, I played with Eric Cole all game, and we were just joking the whole time. And, kind of does bring back good old memories and so I really had a good time. That's an old line mate too Eric Cole obviously and Bates Battaglia on the BBC line. Did you feel like that chemistry might have still been there? Well I tell you what you kind of remember you don't remember how it was back then. We, we had a pretty good thing going at one time um, and we didn't have a heck of a lot of success out there tonight but um, it was just fun and like I said it, this is all a big fun event and we don't take it too serious and uh, but it's nice to actually get together because otherwise we don't you know it's just uh, everyone gets so busy and doing everything that they're doing and so this uh, brought us all together tonight and we had a good time. And what does it mean for you when you look across the way and you know the stands are pretty full from fans who want to see you guys still come out and play and what that says about Raleigh as a hockey town? Well I mean I, <laughs> you, you're being pretty kind there saying <laughs> the stands are full. I mean if we were playing at the rec zone maybe it would have been full but um, it, 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 you know what it, it was just fun and I think people there's a few people still that like to see the old guys get out there we had some obviously some good times uh, and um, but I think most of the, the people are family and friends of uh, the, you know the other participants and um, it's a great night it's a great cause i think everyone just has fun and that's uh it's nice to do once in a while you keep saying old guys you're not that old rod you're not well yeah we are we are <laughs> in, in, in a young man's game we're definitely old but um you know what there's gonna be a time when you won't be able to do this stuff so you might as well you know enjoy it while you can other than yourself uh which uh, alumnus is in the best shape <laughs> other than myself uh golly that's a really good question there you know what Eric Cole kept, keeps himself in pretty good shape, but he's, he's a younger guy, so that doesn't really count. Uh, <laughs> Gleese, of course, is that's what he's doing now for a living, I think, is uh, training everybody, so he can still throw it around, I think, pretty well. And uh, Most of the guys, surprisingly, you know, look pretty good out there. And that's, maybe not. You had a better view than I did, but I, I thought that they, everyone looked pretty good. What, what I was surprised about with Tim, with Gleason, that shot, he rifles one in. Where was that when, when you needed him when you were playing with him and when you were captaining for him? That's exactly what I said to him. I said, seriously? I didn't see any of those when uh, when you played. But it might have something to do with that he blew it by, uh, you know, yeah. not quite an NHL caliber goaltender. Although, uh, they goalies played pretty good tonight. They were, they were good, surprisingly. 
how much does the pace pick up when you're when you're skating alongside uh, the people that pay to participate, and then you get out there with the the all alumni shift? Yeah, that was fun. We've done it, I think, every year now. It yeah. seems like we put it together. And it's it's a big change uh, <laughs> for sure, but uh, that's expected too. And that was nice to get a minute out there with all the guys and just kind of go up and down for a second. I don't think we last much longer than that, but um, you know that was fun. For the people who weren't there, you were on the blue line a bit. You were skating backwards, so maybe you and Steve Smith switch roles for a game or two? Well, I, I, secretly, I got to tell you, I, I wanted to play defense. About 10 years into my career, when I first got it, I said, I want to start playing defense because I just felt like, uh, number one, you get more ice time. Although I, I used to get a lot of ice time. But it, it, you're out there a lot, and um, it, you see the game different. It's just easier to kind of you know piece things together and, and kind of quarterback it out there. But uh, never kind of happened. So uh, that's my one regret. I think it worked out pretty good, though, for your career. Looking back on it, for I think I can speak for the people here who look up at that banner, the Stanley Cup championship. I think that worked out okay for you. Yeah, no, no, I got no complaints for sure. But I, I always did wanted to, you know, at, at some point in my career, try to change over. But it just it never happened. I guess I should have practiced my backward skating a little more. All right, I, I need to ask then, more Bobby Orr? Or more maybe Larry Robinson. Oh well, Larry, Big Bird, Larry Robinson was a phenomenal player, and he was both. He he, he was offensive and defensive. That's that's definitely the way I would have done it. I'm not, I'm not all about just defense. Forget that. When you asked that question about we were up, I think eleven to five. What, what's the how to play defense? I said get the twelfth one. That, that's that's how you play defense. And he did. He capped it off. Yeah, exactly. How good was it uh, seeing Brian Bickle back out there on the ice here? You know, I never got a chance to play with Bix, right. obviously, but coached him a little bit yeah. uh, last year. And just great more than anything to see that he's in good spirits. And I think that's the whole thing. And, you know, at some point, everyone's careers are over. You know what I mean? Whether he get cut short a little bit, at some point it's all over. It's all about your afterlife. And it seems like he's going to be in great shape. So uh, that was great for me to see. Well, it's been fun for us to watch you put the pads on and play. And you say, you, I know you're going to say you can't. But you look like you could still yeah. still turn it on for a shift or two if you needed to. I have no uh, no disillusions or illusions or whatever it is. I know where where I'm at here. Coaching is about the closest I'm going to get to being out there in a the real thing. And another face uh, that was so good to see, Brian Bickle, coming back to to PNC Arena, putting on that hurricane sweater again. Uh, his first time participating in the alumni game. Of course, he spent a season with the Hurricanes uh, last year, had to retire from hockey due to MS, uh, and now we, we hear from him. Brian Bickle, great to have you back here in Raleigh. Great to see you put on the skates and, and play again. How much fun is it? And it's a little weird that we're seeing you in an alumni game, but fun to come back and, and play and play with a couple of guys and against a, a former coach. Yeah, it was good. Um, you know, they asked me a couple months ago, um, after the season's over to come out, I was like, yeah, I don't see why not to come out to support, uh, you know, the foundation and, and uh, you know, the team, um, you know, for what they did for me last year was, uh, you know, definitely special to to make the long drive. I drove the whole family down here. It was uh, it was hectic with the three and one year old, but um, we got down here and we enjoyed our time. We've seen some, you know, friends that we've made over the last year and, um, you know, to be back and. And they get the swing of things and play against Rod and, and some old, uh, you know, players I used to play against. It was fun. Speaking of uh, the former coach, Rod Brindamore, what kind of wheels does he still have? Oh, he's still got them. Yeah, he still works out. He's, uh, <laughs> I think if he laced them up, he could come out of retirement like Lemieux did a couple of times. But, uh, you know, he was taking no mercy. He was, uh, he was not letting up. And I, I felt his heat, and I had to pick it up a couple of shifts. And um, I think I got to feel that later tonight. But, um, you know, it was, it was a good time. Um, you know, I, I was fortunate I didn't play against Rod uh, <laughs> back in the day, but, um, you know, to play against him today, it was, uh, it was exciting. All right, well, let's go over goals you've scored in your career. 
you scored a Stanley Cup clincher. That's pretty important, pretty impressive and important. Uh, the goal that I think stands out in every Hurricanes fan mind, the one that went off of your backside against the New York Rangers off of the Jeff Skinner shot. I think you did something in Philadelphia, if I remember, on a shootout goal right there. And then you get a big tally here in the alumni game. Where does the alumni game goal now stand in Brian Bickle's resume? Yeah, to get that first alumni goal was good. Um, it was a good pass by uh, um, Oh, what? I can't remember. Shane? Yeah. yeah. Don't Shane, worry. No, yeah. it's. I think you're. I think the reason why your brain stops I, 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 is because I, I, Shane actually passed. It's never it was, happened. I, I, was, I was congratulating Tim on the pass. It wasn't even him when he passed it. <laughs> so, um, you know, to get that first one off my belt, it was good. Um, you know, it was a good time. To, uh, you know, support for the players that uh, you know joined us today. Um, it was fun. Um, you know, for that first goal with Skinner, it was a home opener, and then everyone thought and they threw the hats on. And then they got the review out, and it was like, uh, I hit my jersey, so it was, it was all good. And he knew it, he knew it hit me, but um, you know, to get that first one and then getting that last one in Philly, it was definitely special with the you know the circumstance of that being my my last shot. So to, to hear it go in and see the reaction from you know the Philly fans and our bench and, and everybody like that, it was a uh, it was a good, good way to go out. This is your first time participating in this event. What's it like when you see uh, the faces of the, the people who paid to participate getting to skate alongside guys who have played in the NHL? Yeah, you know, it's it's awesome. It's, uh, you know, they really appreciate, uh, you know, the opportunity. Like, not a lot of everyone can do this, obviously. Um, you know, for them to join, um, you know, they're, you know, just guys that like to have fun. If they're, you know, going up and down the ice and, and jokes on on the bench and in the locker room and things like that they're gonna remember forever so um i know uh, there's been good stories and and good things passed along through the you know the time and um we still have a, a little get together uh, later after this to to talk more all right we're not going to keep you from that uh, any longer than we have to but we do want to know you know what you're what you're going through with ms it's not something where okay you're, you're fine now you got to fight it so how are you feeling and and how's the fight going for you uh, it's going good um it's moving in a positive direction you know from day one um you know it was obviously tough you know the start but then you know every every month every day it's getting better and um you know with uh you know my story and uh, uh what i went through to you know get back to where i wanted to be inspired a lot of people um not just people with ms with you know other you know tragedies in their life uh um you know it was uh you know it's good and it's um something that me and my wife wanted to do is turn a negative into positive and i think we've you know done that so far and we're going to be you know hopefully help find a cure one day um that's our goal um you know it could be you know next year we don't know john forslin interviewed in the game and you said you're bored and i don't want to seem like a stalker right now but every time i look on twitter or somewhere you're you're in a new part of canada you're in a new part of the states there's a new cause there's new something it seems like you're keeping your, yourself busy or how much is that on amanda keeping you busy right now yeah the, the wife's keeping me busy it's a, a full-time dad it's a it's, it's it's quite a bit of job obviously i'm not used to it but um you know it's a new new step in my life and um i give the total respect of her of what she's been through the last couple of years with the kids uh you know, for me to, to fill in the shoes and help her out, it's, uh, you know, it's what families do. And, um, you know, she appreciates that. And um, I know we're going to be moving forward and, and doing a lot of charity different things. Uh, we enjoy doing that stuff to give back to, you know, people and communities to, to help out, uh, you know, people in general. Uh, three and a one-year-old having to watch them for 48 straight hours or having to pull a minute and a half shift, which is harder? I don't know. That's that's a tough one. <laughs> it's like the, when you get around 5 o'clock when it's about dinner time, it's like I'm tired, they're tired, and it's time to go to bed. I, the early nights for me, um, some nights, but, um, you know, it's it's been fun. I'm enjoying it to, to see them grow up where, you know, times you missed when you're on the road and things like that. Uh, 
they see their personalities and them growing up it's a you know, it's a it's a change in, in my life, and it's a, it's a great change. Right, and one last thing, if there's a, an organization you want to plug or a website where people can go help out, find out about the causes, you got one that we can uh, put out right now on the old Internet? Yeah, you know, you got our, my foundation, the Bickle Foundation, that we've uh, started with, uh, you know, started with dogs and helping abuse kids. And now we just released a, a new program to give service dogs to MS. And uh, in about a month, we're going to go to Florida to, to see the first family that we've given a dog to. And... Um, you know, have a fundraiser down there and, uh, you know, see what they're going through and, um, you know, to give the, the dogs a new life and, uh, you know, help out people with MS. That's what we're all about right now. And uh, I'm just going to put this out there. He's he's behind a really good beer that, Michael, you and I somehow have got to get our hands on, make a run north of the border when we go up to Canada. Maybe we can pick it up up there for you? Yeah, it's uh, it sells up pretty quick, <laughs> I tell you that. I know the the people in Bonneville where I'm, you know, you know, grew up around, they've, uh, you know, supported that and, um you know, they appreciate, uh, you know, all the business they've been getting. I don't know they like that, but the beers, I, I can't ship it across the border. It's illegal, but uh, <laughs> if, if people are more than welcome to come across, it's in Bonneville, so it's, uh, it's a great spot, uh, Man Antler, and, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's good tasting beer. But you know who we did not see at the Canes alumni game? Crowd noise only! Thank you. <laughs> we did not. But he was there in spirit, yeah. as always. Uh, I just think it's a great time. It's a great cause. The people who pay the money to help out the kids and community foundation to skate and play a game against these these Canes legends, they have a ton of fun. Uh, there were nothing but huge smiles in the locker room afterwards. As you mentioned, uh, seeing this as a podcast, I'll go the Chris Hardwick shout-out, the man who used to host At Midnight, one of my favorite shows that was on TV. Uh, the points don't mean anything, yeah. but – Rod Brindamore's team won the internet for the day, or in this case, they won uh, all of our admiration for a 13-9 victory. Well, and it, for the fans, if you've never been, first of all, it's free. Free parking, yes, free, free parking, admission. Free admission. So really no reason and why you shouldn't come. Can I say, John Forsland yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is magnificent. Exactly. Calling the game. I was happy. I got I got called into duty because Trip Tracy has the flu. Right. Which, by the way, Trip, feel better. And a thank you because I got to do the interviews in between the benches for the alumni game. Uh, and then at the same time, B, shout out to Shane Willis, who's a podcast alum. Yes. Also scored two goals in the alumni game. Losing effort, though, Shane. Yeah. But he had a couple of assists, too. I've been told his first assist of the alumni game. And because he doesn't pass. <laughs> and he got to fill in for Trip Tracy on Sunday and did a heck of a job getting the call up. Coming up and doing a great job with John Forsland. But, Tripper, feel better. We want to get you back. Yeah, feel better, Tripp. Uh, and that was exactly my point I was going to make. Fans, if if you have never been out to one of these, I think John Forslund, his live commentary that he provides in the bowl is, is well worth the free price of admission. I would pay to hear him commentate 82 NHL games just like that. If there was a channel where he could just oh. riff like he does during the alumni game, it would be great. This is going to show up on ESPN Czech Republic. <laughs> or the Ocho. Maybe maybe <laughs> he can help the Ocho. We'll do the French one, the Neuf. That would be the ninth, <laughs> so we'd be all set. But that's a great time. Uh, and let's just do all honesty here. I am DVRing a playoff football game. Yes. And I have, I'm coming close to doing the impossible. Yeah. Some people have let the score slip, but I have done a good it's job escaped of blocking it out. Yeah. And they're, then they, I'm like, no, no. Um, and they're like, oh, no, well, we didn't tell you what the score is. I'm like, all right, good enough. Yeah. So I, 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 I managed to do that last week with the Panthers and then was severely disappointed. And uh, that's fine. Mind you, I'm doing this for you. 
So <laughs> yeah, that's true. I could only imagine well, how you would be right now if this was a Panthers game. Not only for me, but for, for the podcast fans who uh, would like to hear a, a, a fresh episode of the Canes cast during the bye week when uh, when the team's going to be away. Yeah, that's true. But it's, it's so it's for everybody, really. Doing it, doing it more for you. <laughs> the fans. It's much appreciated. I, I love I love the fans of we love our Canes fans. cast episode twenty five. Mike is hoping that his football team doesn't go on the bye as the Carolina Hurricanes do. <laughs> But yeah. uh, we'll go from there. We but have no, we have I'm, a five-star rating on iTunes. Well, the funny thing is I'm doing this because we have people who, when we don't do this, yeah. text us or send us emails. They're like, where's the Canes cast? So uh, I'm not complaining. I'm just giving Michael grief because if this was the Panthers, he'd be pacing around like a caged animal. Yeah, I would. I'm, I think yeah, I'm fairly I think, relaxed. For yeah, uh, externally, but internally you might be. It's a duck on the pond. Yeah. It's going above. You're like, oh, look how peaceful underneath. And I'm, I'm churning. Is there anything else we need to talk uh, Canes-wise? before we get out of here no i think, I think we've we covered it all yeah I mean, I, we've covered the game the state of this team we've hit the alumni game so is it time i think it might be time all right so if anyone has not seen star wars the last jedi the this podcast has now concluded or if you don't care about star wars then i guess this podcast Wait, is over if, as well if this podcast is concluded in a role reversal if all you care about is the hurricane stuff not our movie reviews or places to go eat food Bye, as Michael Smith would say. I'm doing that for him. All right. We're going to give you a five count to shut this off if you have not seen The Last Jedi. But if you're a Star Wars fan and you haven't, where have you been? Yeah. And please, where do we send the get well cards? Movie tickets like $8. Exactly. But here you go. Ready? You can turn off the podcast in five, four, three, two, one. All right. All those people are gone, Michael. Let's get to it. The movie review of The Last Jedi, which I will put this out there in the little game that we like to play. Ooh. If you like it, you can take it. If you don't, send it right back. So, are you going to take it, or are you going to send it back? I'm taking it. Uh, I really liked it. Uh, we can dive deeper into it, but I'm definitely taking it. How about you? I, I enjoyed it. I and I actually saw it a second time because my wife hadn't seen it, so mm. I got to go see it again. Yeah. And there were actually parts of the movie that I didn't like the first time around, that I went, all right, no, no, I got it. It's a little bit better. Still parts of the movie I didn't like. I think that there's some flaws there. But overall, I enjoyed it. And I'm a big Star Wars fan, but I'm not somebody who's dived deep into the books and the canon and right. you're taking this away from here. And I think there was so much fan fiction and so much lead up to this that the, the hardcore people, you weren't going to make them happy unless you gave them – everything they wanted in which case we'd still be watching the movie right it'd be it and it was already a long movie and i think that's one of my main complaints with it is just the runtime i don't think it ever two and a half hours you could have made it two hours easily yeah i don't think it ever felt long like there was never a point where i wanted to look at my phone which was sitting right there and say hmm, what's the time but two moments for me in the movie where yeah. they're hmm, what's the time but i think there was some fat in the middle that that probably could have been trimmed that was one of my i think my other complaint um, as much as I want to like it and as much as I see what they were trying to do with it, Leia floating through space. That's was, the number one issue for me, flying I, Leia. Get it, got it. I know she's a Jedi, but right. then like at the end, we're all Jedis. Yeah. Oh, did I ruin that? Maybe I did. Well, this is a spoiler-filled review. So. Exactly, but flying Leia, I that was the, the moment where I'm like, really? Because 
Carrie Fisher, who is a dynamite human being and, and actress in Princess Leia. And I, one of her best performances, too, is Princess she Leia. She was really good. But it was set up. Carrie Fisher, unfortunately, in real life has passed away. Yeah. So you were kind of thinking, how are they going to tie this end up you know, into the movie and whatever? And I'm like, oh, well, here it is. It, it kind of makes you know, sense and how it all happened. And there was a good line and a good buildup to it. And then you had flying Leia yeah. back. I, it would have been the perfect way to, to, I think, wrap up her story arc. Absolutely. But I think the issue that they probably ran into is that the rest of the movie had already been filmed and she was back and there was no way you probably could have cut the rest of the yeah. movie to make sense uh, with her absence. And it would have cut out a very, very good and emotional scene between her and Luke near yeah. the end of the movie. Or her and force projection, Luke, as it turns out, as wow, he projected you're going himself full, across the you're galaxy. Full-on spoiler. Michael Smith yeah, not I, pulling any punches We've here. given you a month. We've given you a month. My, all right, my man. Drop but, the gloves. So those were my two real cl- – I, I get what they were trying to do with the Leia thing because she, she obviously has the force – um, she's never. We've never seen her use it, so we we get to see her use it in the most dire of situations. But it just looked kind of hokey. Can I also say, I think they ripped off Guardians of the Galaxy with it. I've never seen that, so explain. All right. Well, that's we're years on that one. Well, there is a moment where the main character, Peter Quill, played by Chris Chris Pratt, goes into space has a thing that allows him to breathe. You're like, you can't do that. You'll die in space. There's no oxygen. He does this, but somehow he survives, and then you find out, oh, he's got something in him that's otherworldly. And I'm like, oh. Kind of like that. Yeah. I already saw that, but it was better when it was in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. I, the, so come on, do something a little more original. The one thing. Uh, but the other parts of the story I loved. Yeah, the one thing that I, you know, I, I, I put a lot of articles away that I wanted to read after actually seeing it. Uh, and the one thing that Ryan Johnson, who wrote and directed the film, said that I think... Not my friend from Richmond, Virginia, Ryan Johnson. No. Just wanted to give him a shout-out on the podcast. Different Ryan Johnson, but hello to the other one. Um, the one thing that he said that I think resonated the most with me and makes the most sense is that his film, The Last Jedi, rhymes with Empire Strikes Back. And it does in so many ways. It does, which I'm glad because in Empire... Darth Vader, biggest, baddest guy in the galaxy. You saw it. You saw what he was all about. I went into this second part of the the new trilogy with Kylo Ren going, does he just go to his room and listen to Dashboard Confessional? little death cab for cutie. Kind of. You know, is he just all emo all the time? Well, mom and dad said you couldn't go. And that's basically what Snoke told him. Take off that ridiculous mask. But he, as this movie went on, became a really good i don't want to say bad guy because there's torment in him yes he's conflicted it took him a movie and a half to really work through everything that he had been through because you know he luke almost killed him sort of so you get his backstory and i think his backstory makes sense on why he is the way he is but he went from in the first one being like a moody teenager i'm like really this is the the bad guy so i'm like all right no i buy it now I, i like his i like the performance i like what it was I like the the turn they did with him. I when I immediately left the theater, I was kind of questioning not getting to learn more about Snoke. But the more I think about it, I'm completely fine with him just being sliced right in half because I think you that, are just just yeah, there. All the spoilers here. All the spoilers. Nothing is left in your mind right <clears throat> now. We're gonna talk about Yoda next, probably. There's another spoiler. It's great when he showed up. Yeah. he burns all the Jedi books. Yes. Hmm. 
and he's <laughs> much to learn, young Smith. There it is. He it's comes like he's back. Here. I was gonna. I'm glad he you comes up back, Yoda. and he's a, a puppet for one. So it's not the CGI I know, so Yoda. Everybody was pissed off that he wasn't CGI Yoda. Sorry for the language, kids. I really? liked it. I liked. Oh the no, I loved it. it yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I loved the puppet. It's too much to learn. And he was the he was the sort of cantankerous Yoda that we saw right. in in Empire versus the. Uh, the CGI is sort of more. I can make the Yoda grunt noises all day <laughs> for you if you want. So I, I liked that it was it was that version of Yoda we got because it was that version of Yoda that Luke uh, came to know. So. Still much anger in you. That's <laughs> no, not him. That's more Liam Neeson. Yeah, I was going to say that. Whatever. That went away from Yoda. A bit. <laughs> but um, uh, I was fine with 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 Snoke just getting the. The old saber right in the gut because well how I, he got it was amazing yeah Bef- how he, he got, got force cut in half when uh because I think back to the original trilogy and we didn't know anything about the emperor we didn't find yeah. anything out about his backstory until the prequels really yeah how he came to to rise I to think power that's we the just, other reason why everybody was so angry about him Michael because oh every fan theory about who's Snoke right. from he's Jar Jar Binks to everything in between well. It, the Force Awakens opened up a lot of questions, as it should, because it's the first movie. Yes. In why did you basically remake Star Wars? It's the first movie in a series <laughs> of three. <laughs> Was whereas, uh, and so there's this 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 whole culture of of trying to dissect everything, and everything has to have meaning, and this and that, and that's why I kind of like the sort of zigs where you thought, uh, you know, this. The Last Jedi would zag and instead zigged, like with Ray's parents. Turns out she's just nobody. And that's what Luke was before we found out that he has this whole lineage and everything. Yeah. He was just a farm boy. Ray's just a, a child whose parents were drunks and sold her to slaves, essentially. Yeah. So that's it. I mean, basically, that's what it comes down to. And I like that, although it does open the door. Maybe in the, the next one, maybe it's not. Because, as you found out, Luke wasn't just raised by his aunt and uncle. He's... Right. The prodigy of the most powerful Jedi in the history of the universe at the time. But overall, I like the movie. If you're a Star Wars fan and you don't like the movie, you're overthinking it. Yeah. It's Way a, too much. It's it's a good film. Uh, I think it brings I together. I liked it better than The Force Awakens, to be honest with you. I really did. There were parts of The Force Awakens that were really good, but Michael, sorry to cut you off there. I liked it better than that. That's my review of the movie. I was just going to say, uh, as The Force Awakens kind of brought Han Solo's story to an end, I thought The Last Jedi really gave due to, to Luke Skywalker and his arc. I thought his arc made a lot of sense. I know, and I think this sort of maybe led to some some fan reaction to this movie too is when mark hamill did some interviews and said i wasn't exactly on board with with the arc of luke skywalker so fans were were set up to have that that predetermined belief of oh i'm not gonna like this because luke skywalker himself didn't like it he since of course you know taken a couple steps back from that i thought it made perfect sense i mean you look at obi-wan uh sequestered himself when we see him in in a new hope he's not anywhere to be found he's just on tatooine minding his own business uh you you had the feeling he was kind of maybe waiting paying attention to luke skywalker yoda was uh on dagobah yeah just hiding Um, out in the swamp yeah so uh, for luke to just sort of cut himself off from the force and from the jedi and just uh, you know, spend his time on this island with the Jedi Temple and everything. I think makes a lot of sense. Uh, and you saw him, uh, you know, work his way back to to sort of believe um, 
maybe believe in the Jedi, believe in this, uh, the myth, as Ray calls it, the myth of Luke Skywalker, or, well, I guess she says she thought it was a myth, and Han Solo says, no, it's, it's all true, uh, and Luke kind of has to convince himself of that again, so I thought, I thought all of that made sense, I thought his, his ending was, it was great, um, we're certainly going to see him again in episode nine, but we won't see him in physical human form, right, we will see him in force ghost form, yes, like exactly. Yoda, I so, believe he's th- in the ether now. He belongs to the Force. Yeah. It's just a shame we won't get real proper closure to, to General Leia's story now that Carrie Fisher uh, has passed I gotta, on. I got to think that they have it at least figured out. They're, yeah, I, I'm going to be interested to see what they do. I mean, they could just easily write it in the, the opening scroll to Episode yeah. Nine, but maybe we see some sort of scene that, that gives us an idea of what happened. I think we'll get there. All right. So that'll do it for the movie review of The Last Jedi. I think we covered it all. I think there's nothing left. Go see it, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, I if you it. listen to this, they, <laughs> yeah. you know the movie, but, well, yeah, but I want to go see it again. You you had a chance to see it again, and I it's would worth like... It. It's worth picking it up. That's why you should have came to see it with me and Mike Sundheim earlier. I should have. Shout out to Mike Sundheim. Yeah. Uh, Kane's PR man extraordinaire. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> he's going to get away during the bye week, too. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm still going to be here working for you. Almost at a solo podcast. Working for me? Yeah. No, you, you the, the royal you, not <laughs> okay. you. You don't let me write anything with good cause. <laughs> no, you write Tools write. to Victory, uh, every road game, yeah. available in the Game Day Hub. Heavily edited by Michael Smith, <laughs> all every game day on the road. All right, that'll do it for this edition of the Canes Cast. Thank you guys all. And as always, if you've got comments, questions, concerns, you can always send them to us via yep. the Twitter or email. We always appreciate it. And, of course... Uh, please rate us on iTunes or Google Play. Five stars, greatly appreciated. Four stars, we're still good friends. Three stars, be more constructive with your criticism. Anything less than that, you're just being mean. I completely agree. And subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Michael, don't get too sunburned on your cruise. I will try. He is Michael Smith, the web's Michael Smith, gaining and growing acceptance. I saw that on Twitter today. And TV's Mike Maniscalco, which I think is a thing at this point. It is. It's officially a thing. All right. This is this has been a thing. Episode 25 of the Canescast. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye.